Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music. Transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Do you happen to be one of those chronic worriers who try to carry the weight of the whole world on your shoulders? A sure solution is found in leaning on the everlasting arms. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning on the everlasting arms, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms, leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Heavenly Father, we seek thy face today in prayer and pray that thou wilt bless all who listen to the program. We pray for the sick and those who have especially written to us asking for a place in our prayers. Bless all in our worldwide prayer circle around the globe. Bless them today, we pray in Jesus' name. of quiet rest near to the heart of God a place where 
sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before Thee Near to the heart of God. Amen. With Brad Braley at the organ, here's an old favorite. O oh Jesus, I have promised. Bob Seamount and Del Delker now join their voices in this beautiful description of the heavenly love manifested toward us all. Love divine. It was love that sent a Savior to this world of sin and woe. It was love that left heaven's Stormy Galilee, it was love that paid the ransom one dark day on Calvary. 
that still is knocking at the hearts of sinful men. It is love that never tires, but that knocks and knocks again. It is love that solves the problems in this world of care and strife. It is love, the love of Jesus, that gives hope and peace and life. Love so divine, love so sublime, love that is deeper than any sea, love for us all. Oh, how can it be? Here now is HMS Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, Jesus the Lamb of God. The Jordan River was flowing swiftly by, and many people were gathered by its bank. Suddenly, a man standing among them saw his cousin approaching him and said, Behold the Lamb of God. This, of course, was John the Baptist speaking of Jesus. To all those standing around, he said, Behold, look, see, pay attention. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Reading John 1.29. The next day he repeated this statement. In that dark midnight hour when the destroying angel passed over old Egypt land, God's people were protected in their houses when the blood of the lamb was placed over the door. This lamb, the symbol of innocence, had to die that the people under its blood might live. So in this way it was a prophecy of Jesus who was yet to come and shed his blood for the sins of the world. When I see the blood was the promise of God, I will pass over you. Lambs were offered in sacrifice in the temple by the Israelites of old, showing their faith in a holy, harmless, sinless Redeemer who would come and be their substitute and die in their place. The Apostle Peter speaks of Jesus as a lamb. We read it here in 1 Peter 1.19 where he says that we are redeemed not with money, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. There are many Christians today who look upon Jesus as a great teacher, leader, example, but have either forgotten or ignored or actually reject his shed blood as the atonement for their sins. Some speak loudly of preaching Christ, but that's not enough. We must preach him as the Apostle Paul preached. He said, we preach Christ crucified. 1 Corinthians 1, 23. Our Savior's teachings alone would not save one single soul. He had to die and give his life a ransom for men. Matthew 20, 28. Do we not read this in so many words in John 3, 14 and 15? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so... Must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life? 
It is those who believe in him crucified, lifted up on the cross for the sins of the world who receive eternal life. And what a startling picture is this. Our holy Savior symbolized as an innocent lamb, lifted up on the cross as Moses in the wilderness lifted up the serpent, the very symbol of sin itself. Why is this? It is because he was identified with our sins and took our place. We are sinners, but Jesus bore our sins. And God looked upon him, Jesus, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners, Hebrews 7, 26 tells us, as though he were sin itself. Uh, is it not written in 2 Corinthians 5, 21? He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And as God cannot bear to behold sin, for it is repugnant to him as it was to Jesus, we see why in the great mystery of his passion he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We can never know all the wonder and mystery of the cross, how it was possible for Christ to die for our sins according to the Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 3. It will be the science and the song of the redeemed through all the unending ages. No wonder the holy apostle John ascribes glory and dominion forever and ever unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, Revelation 1, 5. No wonder Dr. Isaac Watts, the hymn writer, nearly 200 years ago, could sing of his own experience that it was at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day. received my sight and now I 
And that's the only way to be happy, God's way. The cross is God's answer to earth's great problem. There are millions of unhappy people today, and they spend hundreds of millions of dollars trying to find happiness, but they never succeed. The sand in the gears of our civilization is not material, but spiritual. The poison in the cup of human life is not chemical, it's sin. However, our modern culture may attempt to ignore it or deny it. How can an age be called scientific when men refuse to look at all the evidence to make an honest experiment? Jesus said, The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That's Matthew 20, 28. Why not take him in his word? Accept the ransom. Why condemn something or refuse something you've never tried? I'd heard about the experience of one of the so-called liberal ministers of England who years ago found himself preaching culture without the cross. Only lately did I hear the full details. It was Dr. Charles Barry, gifted man, very popular with his congregation, who left the atoning vicarious sacrifice of the cross out of his teaching, out of his life. One night, preparing for bed, he heard someone knocking at the door. A poor woman came and said, My mother's dying. I want you to come and, and get her in. He thought, of course, she wanted him to get her mother off the street, possibly from some drunken debauch. He made excuses, but the earnest voice at the door would not take no for an answer. Finally, he went reluctantly out into the storm in the night. He was guided to a poorly lighted room in a far section of the city. There he found a sinful, despairing woman evidently upon her deathbed. He tried to talk to her and explain the advantages of having a good record, but she found no hope in that. Her record was bad. He told her there was no reason to fear anything, that God was a God of love, and all is God. He told her just to blot out the past and forget it and throw herself on the mercy of God. Somehow she found no rest, no hope, no peace. The minutes ticked by, an hour, an hour and a half. The minister himself became desperate. He knew what this woman was waiting to hear, what she must hear. All he could think of was the hymn he had heard his mother sing when he was a boy. And he began to sing it. There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Ere since by faith I saw the stream thy flowing wounds supply, redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. The minister saw light come into the lusterless eyes. Then he recalled as best he could the story of the Lamb of God, crucified in the sinner's place, the story he'd been taught in his early days. The dying woman was given faith in that moment to receive Jesus as her Savior. Yes, he got her in, and she died in a peace that passeth human understanding, sweet peace, the gift of God's love. But Dr. Berry did something more. At his next service, he told this story to his fashionable congregation, and they were deeply moved. He said to them, yes, I got her in all right, but I did more than that. I got myself in too. From this day on, I'm going to preach Christ and him crucified. And friends, that's the only message that gets people in, any of us. And here are a few words addressed especially to my fellow ministers of the gospel. If those who today are teaching the word of God would uplift the cross of Christ higher and still higher, 
their ministry would be far more successful. If sinners can be led to give one earnest look at the cross, if they can obtain a full view of the crucified Savior, they will realize the depth of God's compassion and the sinfulness of sin. To remove the cross from the Christian would be like blotting the sun from the sky. Do you long for soul peace, my friend? Then come to the cross of Christ. It never fails. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 1, Romans 5, 1. Millions have come to God through him. No man cometh unto the Father except by me, Jesus said. Will you not come now and come that way? On that day long ago when the Chancellor of Ethiopia rode along the Gaza Highway in his official chariot, he was reading the prophecy of Isaiah, words which had been written 700 years before his time. Having invited into his chariot a pedestrian whom he evidently recognized as a man of God, he read a little farther from the prophet's words as follows. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so he opened not his mouth. Then he asked Philip, Who's he talking about, himself or some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. That's Acts the 8th chapter. Jesus was the Lamb of God. As they rolled along the road, these men came to a body of water, and the chancellor said, See, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's what the preaching of Jesus as the Lamb of God does. It convicts and converts men. Do we believe? Do I believe? Do you believe? Have we stepped forward in that belief? Have we acted upon it? Can we not, friends, all of us at this very moment, make our confession in the words of Charles Wesley, and with him say with all our hearts, I do believe. I now believe that Jesus died for me and that he shed his precious blood from sin to set me free. Could see the nail print. 
prince in his tender feet and hear him say, Beloved, t'was for you. Will you believe, Will you believe and Jesus receive? Now he is standing, now he is standing here. Will you, believe, Will you believe and Jesus receive? Now he is standing here. Once again, friend, we hope we have brought you spiritual encouragement today. May this program help you to keep looking up, ever going forward in faith. Have faith in God, in Christ eternal gain. Have faith in God for life through death and pain. Have faith in God, His Lamb our Lord was slain. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has brought blessing. Be with us again next week when the Voice of Prophecy will bring another broadcast. And may God bless you each and every one. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.